James. Chapter 2, 14 to 22 says, uh, What good is it, my brothers and sisters, if someone claims to have faith but has no deeds? Can such faith save them? Suppose a brother or a sister is without clothes and daily food. If one of you says to them, Go in peace, keep warm and well fed, but does nothing about their physical needs, what good is it? In the same way, faith by itself, if it is not accomplished by action, is dead. But someone will say, you have faith, I have deeds. Show me your faith without deeds, and I will show you my faith by my deeds. You believe that there is one God. Good. Even the demons believe that and shudder. You foolish person, do you want evidence that faith without deeds is useless? Was not our father Abraham considered righteous for what he did when he offered his son Isaac on the altar? You see that his faith and his actions were working together and his faith was made complete by what he did. I've got this one. Thank you, Kiara. Just bear with me a sec. Thanks, Dave. Okay. Faith. Uh, faith is one of those words that can mean many things for many people. It can uh, have many connotations. Uh, can be used in a, a varying uh, number of contexts. Uh, I remember um, as a youth pastor getting my pastor to come and talk to our youth group about faith. Uh, and he spent the whole time talking about the faith, as in the doctrines of the Christian faith and you know, the things that we believe. It's like, that's faith. And, and in my head I was like, I was wanting you to tell the kids what, what, you know, how to have faith, not the faith. And so I think um, many of us, uh, particularly uh, if we come from perhaps outside the church, uh, we might hear people talk about this thing called faith and wonder what it is. Um, and then perhaps we've been growing up in the church and we, we hear the word faith. And, and again, it's this kind of this concept that has, has a varying range of, of different things within it. And, and what, does it actually, what does it actually mean? Um, and so I want to spend a bit of time this morning uh, sort of unpacking the word faith and, and our understanding of, of what the Bible says about faith. I then want to go into... Uh, how do we actually live that faith? How do we actually exercise true, genuine faith? And what does that actually look like? So, you know, I mentioned that faith you know, might mean a few different things for different people. What, if I was to say the word faith, how would you describe it? And I'm allowing you to talk so you can say something. So if I said faith, what, what does faith mean? Trusting in Jesus. Thanks, Leah. It's great. Wow. Maybe you can get up here and <laughs> you can take over. Anything else? Believing in something that you can't necessarily see. Okay, believing in something that you can't necessarily see. Hebrews 11. Anything else? Faith. What is, what is faith? I've got a, a couple of uh, quotes here. 
uh, Martin Luther King. Faith is taking the first step even when you don't see the whole staircase. I like that. Um, Augustine. Faith is to believe in what you do not yet see. The reward for this faith is to see what you believe. There's another one. Anyway. Um, right there, Dave. Oh. And, and there's the white one as well. <laughs> All right. Start again. There we go. Faith. Okay. There we go. Um, Oswald Chambers. Faith is deliberate confidence in the character of God whose ways we may not understand at the time. So I want to go back uh, to that, that um, passage from Hebrews 11. Now, faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see. Faith is being sure, like there's a certainty, there's a, a, a concrete understanding of the thing that we hope for and and. And we're, we're, sh- we're sure about it, we're confident in, in it, even though we can't actually see it. Um, and uh, you might remember when uh, Jesus uh, appeared after the resurrection to his disciples and, and Thomas was there and he's saying, oh, unless I actually see the wounds in his hands and the wounds in his feet, I'm, I'm not going to believe. And Jesus then appears to Thomas and, and shows him that. And his words to Thomas after that, he said, Because you have seen me, you have believed, yet blessed are those who have not seen and believed. So there's this sense uh, in faith, there's an aspect of faith of the unseen, of, of not actually um, seeing a future or, or, or seeing it. Um, so there's an aspect of, of that in faith. Um, and But that's not... The whole picture. When when the writer of Hebrews says faith is being sure of what we hope for, it's not that what we hope for or or believing is just some sort of whimsical fantasy sort of fairy tale. Cross my fingers and it's yeah, I I have faith kind of out there something somehow some you know hopefulness you know across everything and and hope that it happens. There's actually an object of faith. There's actually the, the things that we hope for, although they may not be seen, does not mean that they aren't known. Although um, Thomas did not see, uh, see Jesus, um, and he, um, doesn't mean that Jesus can't be known to us. And that's when Jesus says, blessed are those who have faith in me and yet, yet don't know, see me. It's not that we... that. that Although we don't see Jesus, he's not known and he's not able to be a a subject of faith. And so um, you you might have remembered the end of Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. I don't know if you've you've seen the movie. All youth pastors used to use this illustration uh, as as stepping out in faith. Um, Indiana Jones, there's this chasm and, and, and he has to get to the other side and it's just this big chasm of space and... And his dad's written down this thing that he has to do. He has to have a leap of faith. And so he stands there at the edge and he kind of just closes his eyes and he goes like this and he just sort of 
goes out in faith. And, and yes, there's an aspect of faith that sort of steps out and into the unknown. But the, the problem with that is that, that there was a path there, <laughs> but he couldn't see it. Um, but the, the problem with where that illustration falls down is that he didn't know that there could possibly be a path there. He didn't know that um, that, that was there. And so um, the, the Greek word in the New Testament that we use for faith is pistis, which means trust. And so we're trusting in who God is. We're trusting in an, an object of our faith. So it's not just some... Sort of, I conjure up in my head, oh, I can do this, I've got faith, and I'm going to make faith happen. Faith is actually biblical faith, is trusting that God, who is who He says He is, and that He will do what He says He's going to do. Faith is trusting that God is who He is, and that He will do what He says He will do. Oswald Chambers, faith never knows where it's being led but it loves and knows the one who is doing the leading. So see that there? There's an object to the faith. He knows the one. The object of our faith is someone who can be known. And so even though there is a sense of, of not yet seeing, uh, there is a substance. Just because we can't see it doesn't mean we can't know it, understand it. It doesn't mean that it can't be something that can be rationalised, experienced, and felt. And so we have faith or trust in God. We have faith or trust in Jesus. We have faith and trust in his death and resurrection. We have faith and trust in his promises for us. So that's our, an understanding of, of faith. Uh, but just like uh, the kids' song, faith is like a muscle. Use it and it will grow. So how do we do that? How do we exercise our faith? So when we go to the gym and we want to grow muscles, uh, in order to do that, we use the muscle that we're wanting to grow. So we stretch it and we go back the next day and we stretch it again and we, we actually use the muscle in order to make that muscle grow. And same with faith. If we're wanting to grow our understanding of faith, if we want to grow it, we need to actually use our faith. We have to exercise our faith. Um, and, but in the same way that a muscle can be grown, there's also something called uh, atrophy, where a muscle can actually diminish or even uh, um, diminish altogether through lack of use. And so in the same way, uh, our faith, our, our understanding of who God is and what he has done for us, can actually also atrophy, can also shrink, shrink uh, when it's not being used. Uh, like David Smythe, in my younger years I used to be a surfer, and um, I, I swear that there are muscles in the arms that are only designed for paddling, and that, that they only come out when you paddle. Uh, when you first start surfing and you start paddling, like, your arms really hurt, really, really hurt. Um, but the more and more and more you paddle, the more these muscles develop in your arms that allow you to, to get, go faster and faster. And um, being the competitive person that I am, I used to love 
uh, trying to get out the back, called, called getting out the back in surfing. So the waves are breaking and you've got to kind of duck dive and get through and get out the back so you can sit on your board and wait and wait for the wave to come and you catch it. And I used to go out with my mates and there's a bit of competitiveness because you're trying to like get out the back first so you can catch the first wave. And so I used to like feel pretty good. Like when I used to surf a lot and a lot, like every day, every day, every day, every day, my, my muscles in my arms, my only paddling muscles, <laughs> would grow and grow and grow. And yet there would be these guys, these surfers, who would seem to like use one finger and just like go like this, like really slowly, and they <laughs> go straight past you. Because <laughs> there were these surfers that were like, you know, it's literally every day they were out there. And they'd develop these muscles in their arms where they could just go like this and they'd just fly by. Uh, but the interesting about uh, that story is um, months pass, years pass, and you don't go surfing for a long time, and you go to paddle out, and you've got in your head what it used to be like, and, oh, this is how you do it. And you kind of you look and it feels like you're actually going backwards <laughs> rather than, than going forwards. Why? Because I hadn't used those muscles for so long, and the muscles had actually shrunk so much. And... It's the same with faith. When we don't exercise our faith, our faith, like those muscles, shrink. And so we need to deliberately uh, use our faith in order to grow our faith. Um, Confession time. Um, I I don't stand here as one who uh, is a great example of exercising faith. In fact, um, the last... A couple of months of I've really been struggling, not not in faith, but just in in life and in, in circumstances. It feels like there's event after event, and just when you're finished um, doing that or preparing for that, the next thing's upon you. And then when you finish that, the next thing's actually started before you finish that, and and on and on and on it goes. And it's just feel it's feeling like this this I'm this mouse and this one of those little mouse running around and things, and um, and in the midst of of this sort of uh, exhaustion, really, um, I'm sitting there and I'm praying and I'm saying to God, you know, I often pray before I, I preach, you know, what is it you want? Give me a word, Lord. And and I found myself saying things like, I don't know if I've got it in me, and I don't know if I've got any, any anything left to give. I'm just tired. I'm exhausted, and uh, you know, I can't do it. And it was at that point that the Lord said, what are you putting your faith in? Are you putting your faith in your ability or are you putting your faith in, in who I am and my ability? And he, he said, I want you to share that. I want you to share that uh, with the congregation. That, and that's where this, <laughs> this sermon came out of, that where is my faith? Am I actually exercising my faith? Am I actually living out my faith or am I just going through the motions who here has troubles in their life okay yeah so there are those who are putting their hands up and there are those who are lying um, and so it feels feels to me like you know life is just so full of ups and downs and ups and downs and at the moment the space between the ups and downs seems to be a b- bit of a blur, so it's a bit more like that, right? <laughs> Full of ups and downs. And, um, 
And often we find ourselves um, down here, as I said. And the thing about faith is, faith is is like it's a bit like a an iron steel bar that sort of is solid and is strong and is something that we can anchor ourselves to um, and, and it's a source of strength and so we sing songs about that that Jesus is our anchor and he's one who's, who's strong and, and unmovable and unshakable uh, in the midst of our, our turmoil and, and, and strife and um, I think many of us start out with faith and we might have an experience of God and we begin the journey of faith and we have have faith and, and it's an amazing thing and then sort of for some reason we kind of fold it up and we put it in our back pocket and and we get on with life. And so we get on with life and life happens. And before we know it, we find ourselves here. And we go, oh, that's right. I've got this thing called faith that's supposed to help me uh, at this time. I've got this, that's right. And we go, and we go to pull it out. And... And we go, what is that? that? That's not how I remember it. That's not the experience that I, I have. That's not my understanding and, and memory of this amazing thing I have. And we kind of blame our circumstances for the size of our faith. But the size of our faith is like that because we haven't exercised it here. And we haven't exercised it here and here and here and here and here and here and here. And we find ourselves here and we blame the circumstances for that. When really it's that we just haven't been exercising our faith like building our muscles. So, what does faith, what does exercising our faith look like? How, how do we exercise our faith? See, faith is not just an intellectual exercise. Faith is not just an understanding. I can, I can in my head believe that this chair is designed to give me rest. I can look at it and say, yes, it's been engineered and it's ergonomic and it looks peaceful. <laughs> okay? So... I believe that. Yeah, Leah, you're right. So if, if I stand here and I'm worn out and I say, I believe that that chair can give me rest and I stand here, I'm not exercising that belief. I'm not actually exercising what I believe. It's not until I actually put that belief into action that I can say, now I've experienced and now I've actually exercised that faith. And so if I was to say to you, Jesus is the one who can give us rest and give us peace. He is the one who uh, can take our burdens 
And if I proclaim that with my mouth and yet I don't run to him, I don't lean into him, I don't rest in him, then I haven't activated my faith. I haven't actually been faithful in what I, what I believe. So it's not just an intellectual, not just speaking, it's not just saying, it's actually living out what we say, what we, what we think about. So a couple of... Um, uh, Beth Moore, I love this. Faith is not believing in my own unshakable belief. Look, I can do it, I can do it. Faith is believing in an unshakable God Everything when everything around me trembles and quakes. Um, so faith manifests itself through our actions. Galatians 5.6 For in Christ Jesus neither circumcision nor uncircumcision has any value. The only thing that counts is faith. What? Expressing itself. See that? Not just faith just appearing and just having faith. But faith actually expressing itself through love. 1 Thessalonians. We remember before our God and Father your work produced by faith. What you do produced by your faith. Your labour prompted by your love. And your endurance inspired by hope in our Lord Jesus. Um, oh, I missed one. That's alright. We'll just leave it there. Um, so, so there's an actual living out. There's actual action. There's actual activating what we actually think and, and believe about. Um, Trip Lee said, faith that doesn't affect your life isn't really faith. And so then we get to our passage that Kiara read out to us. What good is it, my brothers and sisters, if someone claims to have faith but has no deeds? Can such faith save them? Um, Suppose a brother or sister is without clothes or daily food. One of you says to them, go in peace, keep warm, be well fed, but does nothing about their physical needs, what good is it? In the same way, faith by itself, if not accompanied by actions, is dead. But someone will say, you have faith, I have deeds. James says, show me your faith without deeds, and I will show you my faith by what I do. See, even demons believe that there is God and shudder. If you want evidence of faith, oh, you foolish person, do you want evidence that faith without deeds is useless? And he talks about Abraham. Um, so I'll, I love James, and he just speaks of how it is. A lot of people get confused with this verse because they say, well, aren't we saved by faith? Like, why do we need works? Like, the Bible says that we're saved by faith. Yes, that's true. We are saved by faith, not by works, not that anyone can boast. But it's what kind of faith? And James here is actually arguing about not between faith and works. He's talking about true faith and not true faith, genuine faith and not genuine faith. It's talking about real faith. 
and, and he defines real faith by this activating of it, by this uh, living it out. Um, and so he says, because you see me living out this faith, you see that this faith is actually, actually genuine. See, there's three points um, to faith. First thing is there's hearing the word. Second thing is there's believing and trusting in the word. And the third thing is acting upon that belief. That's the exercising our faith. James uh, says that point one and two says like even the demons get point one and two. Where real genuine faith is actually uh, explained is the, is the point number three. And so the, the writer of Hebrews uh, in, in, in Hebrews 11 goes into a whole heap of different characters and talks about the reason why they're great men and women of faith. And so there's Abraham who's, who's in the, the town of Ur and God speaks to him and Abraham hears the word and the word is go, I'm going to make you into a great nation. And so Abraham, what does he do? He trusts in the word, he trusts in God and trusts that he's going to do what he's going to do. And then Abraham does what? He goes. Okay, he, he acts upon it. He exercises that faith. Um, Joshua, um, go walk around this um, town and blow your trumpets. <laughs> it seems like a bit of a strange thing to do. Okay, he hears the word. He, he trusts in the one in whom sent it. And he just sits there and sort of waits for God to do something. No, he actually goes and he does the thing that he heard God say to do. Moses. Moses, I absolutely love, is um, someone who has a big, big part to play in my own faith journey. Moses is interesting because God speaks to Moses out of a burning bush, so he hears the word, but the whole believing and trusting bit takes a bit of time. <laughs> but, 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 but. But what about this? What about this? But eventually, ultimately, and, and that, that's an encouragement for some of us, where the actual trusting and believing in that sometimes may take a bit of time. Um, but ultimately, he believes and he trusts in God and he acts upon it and he goes to Pharaoh and, and he says, let my people go. Um, I want to give a, a New Testament example. Jesus uh, appears to his disciples uh, by walking on water when his disciples are in a boat and they're terrified. They, th- they think it's a ghost. Who is this who is this who's walking on water and coming out to us? And um, oh, where is it? There it is. Um, and Jesus says to them, take courage, it is I, don't be afraid. So that's the who he is. And Peter says, Lord, if it's you, Tell me to come out to you on the water. And Jesus says, come. So there's the, so Peter hears the word to come. And he hears that it's, it's Jesus that says, take courage. So he's trusting in Jesus. So he says, come. And so what does Peter do? He actually, Peter got out of the boat and he walked on the water and came towards Jesus. Here is true, genuine faith being exercised. He heard the word. He trusted the word and he acted upon the word. And, and he, we do know that ultimately then he looked at all the stuff that was happening around him and he concentrated on that rather than keeping his eyes on, 
on the author and perfecter of his faith and he failed. And that's when Jesus said, ye of little faith. Why? Because his eyes were on his circumstances, not upon, upon Jesus. Um, and so I think for many of us, in our faith life, we get number one and number two pretty good. That's, we've got that down pat. But sometimes we're either stuck at number two or at 2.5. And 2.5 looks like this. We're kind of in the boat and Jesus says, get out of the boat. We kind of go, <laughs> you know, kind of straddled one leg in, one, one leg out rather than actually exercising that faith and, and stepping out and walking in and, and, and living out what we actually believe to be true. See, put it another way. Sorry, Amy, you're going to have to take your footrest there. Um, I've, got, I've got a piece of wood and it's got nails in it. And... Um, it's an issue in my life, having a piece of wood with nails in it. And um, you say to me, there's this thing called a hammer. And it's ergonomically designed. It's got a handle and it's got this heavy bit at the end and it's got this flat bit. And this hammer is actually designed and it's meant to make these nails go into this piece of wood. And so I hear that. Um, good salesman as a hammer salesman. I, I, I hear what you said and I trust it. And although I haven't seen the nails go in, there is an object to my faith. And, and so one and, point one and two is sort of just being here like this and going, yeah, it seems to make sense. I trust that. It's not until I actually use it that I'm doing number three. I'm actually exercising my faith by taking what I believe to be true and making it happen. And so if I have trouble in my life and I have pain and I have suffering and I have issues and you say to me, Jesus is the answer, he's the one in whom you can have hope and trust and life. And I hear that word and I confess it with my mouth. Um, Unless I actually live that faith out by exercising it and trusting in Jesus and walking in all that he's got for me, I'm still looking at a nail sticking out of a piece of wood. It's not until I activate my faith, I exercise my faith, actually step out in faith and trust who Jesus is and what he's said he's done for me and walk in that, I'm, I'm just still going to be left with this thing sticking out. <clears throat> See, I, James really says, by looking at my life, you can see that I live out my faith. 
And it's a really interesting question. If people looked at your life, what do they see? Do they see faith in action? Do they see faith being exercised? I um, I went on a camping trip with a couple of uh, lads when, when I was in Bible college. And um, we went camping in Wilpena Pound in, in the Flinders Ranges. And there was one, one particular guy who was known amongst us all as as the full-on Christian, <laughs> right? And, and we paid him out a bit. Um, but I think deep down, there's a bit of jealousy uh, in all of us because of the way he lived and the way he displayed his faith. And, and we were waking up one morning. It was a, me and this other guy. There's three of us in the tent. And two of us wake up. What is that noise? And this guy's got his Bible is outside, he's in nature and he's shouting out to God and he's praying and he's praising him. We're looking at the time, it's four in the morning, dude. Come on. What are you doing? Like, get a, get a grip. What he was doing was he was exercising his faith. Did he really believe that Jesus had a future for him, that, that you know, God loved him and upheld him and was was pushing him forward into to what God had opened for his life. Yes, how? Because he was just living it out. He was praising. He was, his speech said it. His action said it. He was out there just going hard and we were sitting there asleep in bed. And uh, I think, you know, when we look at um, people around us and we admire their faith, it's because they live their faith, not just because they think certain things. Uh, in our, our previous history, I just think Rose Denton and, and Kath Dunkley just in, in the worst of worst stages of life, I just look, look to them and I just think, wow, man, what faith. In, in comparison to that, like, what does my life display when you know, I'm kind of here in comparison to what they're going through and yet they're displaying, they're living, they're speaking, they're praying for, they're living out the thing that they believe, the thing that, that is holding them, them firm, the strong foundation in their life. And I just look to that and I want to imitate that. Friends, what is your... What does your life display to others? I want to just spend uh, some concluding time just dissecting this and personalising these three points. If you are finding that your faith is small, what is it that you're listening to? What voices are you listening to? Because there's a lot of voices out there. There's a lot of noise. A bit like the radio. <laughs> you know, there's, there's, there's pressures, there's stuff happening in life. How are you hearing what Jesus is saying about you? What are you doing in order to be able to hear from God? Uh, is your life just so full 
that you're not even being able to get to number one because it's just full of stuff. Find time to actually be able to listen and, and hear from God. And number two, do you actually truly believe and trust the truth of the gospel? So if I was to say to you, Jesus loves you, what do you do with that? You've heard it. You might have heard it time and time again. You might struggle to love yourself and to think that someone, God would love me, would seem like a bizarre concept. If I was to say to you, universal truth, Jesus loves you. What do you do with that? Do you let it sink in? Do you trust it? Do you believe it to be true? Or if you're finding yourself at number three and life's cruisy, life's easy, there's nothing really to exercise your faith in, maybe you need to go back to number one. Maybe it's time that you get a new challenge, a new way in which your faith needs to be exercised. See, some of us have been splashing around in the shallows of faith for too long. And more than anything else, we need a man or woman-sized challenge that is going to stretch us beyond our limits and push us outside of our comfort zone and give us something in which we need to trust God like we've never trusted him before. I'm going to get uh, the band to come up. And... uh, I don't know where you are today or what the Lord has spoken to you about this morning. But I just want to really encourage you in that story of Peter and the boat that Peter actually took what he heard and what he believed to be true and he, and he stepped out in faith. He, he actually walked it out. And I think for many of us, um, perhaps we've been coming to church for a while and we've been hearing truth, we've been hearing the word and perhaps this morning is actually the time to go, I actually do trust it and I want to actually do something about it. I actually want to step out in faith and actually begin exercising and, and walking in the thing that I think God has got for my life. And so as um, the band and sings this Lex song, invite the, the prayer ministry team um, to come down to the front. And I just really want to encourage you, wherever you're at, whether you're nearing, needing to hear from God again in order that you might have something to exercise your faith, whether you're struggling to believe and trust because your faith is small, Or whether today might actually mark that time like Peter where you're actually going to start trusting and believing in Jesus and you're going to actually walk out and ask him to actually be your Lord and Saviour in your life. We're going to sing a song which Bridge says, I will put my trust in you, I'll put my, my hope in you. As we stand and we sing this, I just encourage you to to ask the Lord to speak to your heart. And if there's anyone who wants prayer or wants to 
perhaps because of the troubles and the storms of life are just overtaking you and you're finding it hard to hold on in faith, know that faith is a gift and Jesus can offer you that gift of faith and, and he can come and he can take you even though you're in the storms of life and he can give you rest and he can give you peace and he can give you comfort. So as we stand and sing now, just allow Jesus to speak to your heart. And if you want to respond, if you want to step out of the boat, so to speak, if you want to exercise your faith this morning, then feel free to come down to the front here uh, where people can be praying for you and doing that. Thanks, Tim.